Cage, Russell here with Ken Cage. Thanks so much for joining us, and thanks to 2SPA for being one of the incredible sponsors. IPA. I can almost answer something on that. Did you bring me any? Ken, where's my beer? I can't believe you didn't bring me any beer. What's the frequency, Kenneth? <laughs> it's 2SP, my man. <laughs> I know. Well, see, here's the problem. Can I explain the problem? Sure. When you buy the beer, I getting it from point A to point B without opening and consuming it is extraordinarily difficult. I fail. Okay. They're canning the bell cracker now. I know. Oh my okay, gosh. I watch what they're doing. I'm very interested. I actually watched a beer festival last weekend out in Oaks. Where are boys there? 2SP was not there. There's a win in everything. Yeah, but I guess I didn't feel the need, the need for speed. But I sampled a few beers that I really liked. But we won't talk about that because it's all about 2SP today. They won a bunch of awards, I think, in September at a huge beer festival. The Russian stuff, of course, is. Just killing it. So, yeah, Bob's got all these trophies and medals around his neck. Bob Brewer from 2SP. The Brewmaster the General. Brewer. He's amazing. <laughs> you know, we should really go down there and do another podcast live out of stuff. Um, let's ask Stiggs if that would be acceptable for him. We could do that. Um, also, you know, a friend of mine teaches yoga. Yeah, they do yoga and beer. I know, see? Is that cool? Isn't that amazing? Two things, two of my favorite things, working hand in hand. Yep. I can stretch a lot further after a few of those. <laughs> oh, I thought you meant watching people do yoga while drinking no, beer. No, I actually Oh, doing the yoga. I'll do the downward dog. I'll, I'll, I'll go there. I don't know what that is. <laughs> Sounds interesting. Anyway, how are you? It's been like forever. It's been a while. Guess who's already joining us? Who? Spider. Of course. Hi, Spider. And Sandy's here. Hey, Sandy. What's up? So, Happy holidays, everybody. All right, so that's one thing. I'm doing great. How are you doing? I am phenomenal. You look good. I could really get used to this not working. <laughs> I hear you. You see my place? It's the whole philosophy. There's live like you're on vacation. I just got to figure out how to get somebody to pay me to live like I'm on vacation. Yeah, but you should not be doing the podcast in a bikini in December. I'm I saying. almost actually was going to be in my pajamas. So you could be like, oh my God, Marilyn's wrecked and she doesn't even get off her pajamas. She's so depressed. But now I'm actually, everything is, you know, day by day, but it's good. And look, you're, you're picking up. You're not missing a beat. Well, you know, I've been doing this, Ken, since 1993, 94. So it's been for. Like all of much of my life, That's and I love doing it. I'm happy with the microphone in my hand. Hopefully, I'll get to do it again. We'll see. You will. You definitely will. We'll see. You will. So, should we introduce the new part of our team who's come to join us and yeah. help out with production? Our buddy Matt Steinrock. I'm going to call him Starstruck <laughs> because when he walked in here and saw Marilyn Russell from Y100, <laughs> just a little bit starstruck. Did he used to listen to Y100? I did, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a great station, right? Yeah. You know, it was just in that little tiny building right at the uh, 352 and Route 1. That, what do they call that road that you have to turn around to get back on? It's the Cloverleaf. The Cloverleaf. Yeah, that's all. And I was like, I'm right there. I'm not thinking of the day. But that building, I have such fond memories of that building. And the funny thing is, is you could literally hear traffic. If traffic got bad enough or backed up or there was an accident or something, we could go out on the roof and just watch the whole thing. I miss those. Those were really fun, good times. There's always traffic there. 
always. It's just it's bottlenecked all the time. So again, you know, when it was the eighties when I'm talking about this story, but at that exact spot, you weren't there, but I I live right by there. Don't date me like that. But here, no, here's because I grew up seven minutes from that exact spot. Mm So there would always be a beer truck, a Budweiser truck, that would be there like at 5 o'clock, 5.15 on a Friday. So I would try and get behind it because on the back of the truck it said, beep your horn if you want beer. You could beep your horn, they'd pull over the side of the road and sell you a piece of beer. Stop it! Isn't that the greatest thing ever? Well, for the worst beer ever, but yeah. Oh, it was 1986, 85. Right, it was that. The craft beer movement. And Red Dog. (laughs) Classic beer from Schmitz, no thank you. It was Budweiser. Oh my gosh. Right, and I haven't. I'm sorry if anyone's a black fan, I didn't mean to like totally diss on all my fans. Like, you know, your choice is your choice. But in 1985, it was the king of beer. So you beat the horn, you'd buy a case of beer. And but then Miller Highlands was the king of bottled beer. Well, but was Bud was the king of beers. What was Matt? the king of beers? Or someone help us. King, wasn't, wasn't Budweiser the king of beers? Absolutely. See? Oh. What their, was that was their logo. What was Miller? High Life. Which, yeah. it was, I mean, that's why I like them better. I like that slogan. It's surprising that their High Life, when Coors is the one made in Colorado, isn't it? Yeah, that's what I hear. See? Yeah. I'm not sure it's really made there, though. One, one questions these things all the time. Back in the day, it's the only place you could get it. So how are your fans now, everybody? Uh, Good. Alyssa's joining us. you to come up with, like, the next thing. Are you working on having a program somewhere online? Uh, yeah, actually, I was on the line on the way over here with the great Jorge Alar. And Jorge's, we had a, a little discussion today because I said, you know, if you, of all people, who is now well known by many as the great Jorge Barkin, and he's got a beautiful wife, you know, a model, whole thing, I'm like, you can't wake up next to your wife being known as the great one, and you can't be happy. You've got big problems, dude. And he just left because I'm the happiest guy around. So I he is. I'm like, I would love. To be known as the great one, like yeah. he is. Did you give him that title? Of course I did. Okay. Is his wife, does she ever get jealous? That, does she have to like call him that now? And she probably you know, uses your name every all the time. Gloria should call him the great one. <laughs> I'm going to have to work on that. We'll have to see if Jorge's not listening, which he said he would be, but he's out in California. So we'll see. Well, what's the news? Anything happening that people should there, Yeah, there's been a lot happening. Um, there's been some overseas investors that are very interested about um, so we're waiting to hear from from those folks. There's a bunch of them that are interested. Yeah, the UK, you've got so many fans of Real Viva Radio over there. Yeah. In Australia. You know, people take the show, so I'd like to see it come back in one format or another. We're, we're trying, and it's funny because right now they're showing new, well, new for them episodes in Australia, and it's on Italy. Oh, cool. like regularly on those countries, so it's still out there going. And then, um, I really yeah. wish you guys would get something going. And it's not really that I'm being entirely selfish, probably a little bit, because like Australia, my dream destination. So if you could get that cooking over there and then do some rainbows, and I could go, it'd be like amazing. 
Just saying. Just putting that out there. Into the universe. Exactly. Well, I got to talk to our buddy. It's our summer buddy. right now, you know, as we have snow in our forecast coming out. Gosh, I can't <laughs> stand <Australia>. this weather. <laughs> it's summer. So let's talk to our buddy, David Newey. Yeah. Great guy. David can hook us up, man. He's got family there. He's already introduced me to Anthony Wiggle. Oh, the Wiggles. So that's... Fruit salad. I'm, yummy, not, yummy. I'm not staying with the Wiggles. It would get you, I'd wake up having nightmares. <laughs> what what kind of shirt music, would you have to just wear? Just the music alone. You, you'd have to wear the pink. You'd be the pink Wiggle. <laughs> so, Danny would be the tattooed sleeveless shirt Wiggle. Danny would go in heartbeat. He's, he's like, Australian? he was Australian in another lifetime. Australians are like, have, they'll do anything. They're so adventurous. I was going to say they have the biggest balls ever, but I guess I can say that, right? You know, I huge, think so. massive chutzpah, if you will. Chutzpah, that's yeah, much better. Right? So, like, I think Danny would fit right in with those the adventurous good. people. I was going to say crazy. I won't say crazy. Very adventurous people. They know how to live. They do know how to live. Because nothing can kill them. You know, they've got like, you know, poisonous snakes walking around, running around in the, in the outback. And, you know, there's a lot of danger there. How are we doing over there? I think we're doing okay. Got good sound? I think so. People are. Hey, Matt, you know, this is your first time, so we're judging. I know, I know. I feel like we're screaming. We actually, you know how they say we're you know, turning the heat up? We actually did turn the heat up in this room. This room is like a sauna. Like, what is happening? I'm sweating. So, this was intentional. It was actually 64 degrees when we got here. We cranked it up pretty <laughs> Much better. Thank you. I enjoyed it. We, we want Matt to feel the heat. But, so, yeah, but the heat is on. Isn't it? Glad <laughs> Oh, my God. I know. 2016. Go ahead. We are so over 2016. If we don't get out of here. Weren't we over in January? It's really, well, you know, David Elliott. Oh, really so, so it started out bad, and it's ending bad. Sorry to hear the news about John Glenn. Yeah. You know, he passed, uh, passed on. And Mr. Lake passed away from the LP yesterday. We've lost a lot of musicians this year. It's been bad. Let's not get down. No, we're staying up. We're staying up. We're taking a high road here today. There's Holidays the are here. Like it or not, you gotta try to get in there and get your stuff done and hang out with all your all of your dysfunctional family. <laughs> That's a for fair one thing. holiday event. There you go. It's it's one big dysfunctional party from November twenty fourth till December or January second, I guess, right? Yeah. Are you doing anything fun? Going anywhere special? I'm going home. I'm hanging out with my beautiful wife and my four kids. It's a very delicate Christmas for you. Yeah, it's the best one, isn't it? If it would just get to be 83 degrees, I'd be thrilled. Um, so you did bring up Glenn Fry, and I was thinking, you know, we're gonna our topic here today. It's Marilyn Russell, by the way, with Gang Cage, Real Repo Radio, episode 20. We're so glad you're here. Thanks for being here. We'll get to your questions as they pop up. Please feel free to chime in at any time. Um, but you mentioned Glenn Fry, and one of the bands I've always regretted not seeing as a full-blown band were the Eagles. I never saw them play live. I saw Don Henley a couple times. So I'm a huge Don Henley fan. Yeah. But now, you know, they're gone, they're gone. You really regret not having seen them. Um, and I suspect that the Eagles at the last show or a couple last shows that the Eagles performed live. There was a lot of audience members singing along with all the songs. 
Because like everyone knows the Klaus rock songs, right? Absolutely. Have you, do you like to sing along at shows? Oh, we get into the question. Do we want to get, do we want to go there or do we want to wait? Are we, are, this is a great time. Let's go there. Well, can we do a little backstory first, please? Mm-hmm. Because Marilyn and I have been talking since we've been on hiatus, right? We've been talking about how we can make the show better. I could sit and tell repo stories forever. You have probably a million great stories about how you stalked Russell Crowe for seven and a half years to finally get a two-second interview. It was fucking years. It really was years? I was kidding. I thought it was just going to be That was show. actually three years. I just remember you on Y100 saying what? Totally three years. Right. Okay. Well, I got him. Got a couple of times. <laughs> Always get my man. <laughs> PG rated show. Or, um, now, so we talked about how to make it better, and one of the things you have always said is get the listeners involved. Find out what they're thinking, right? Because it's more fun for us, too, to have that interaction. All about the people who are a part of the show. So, you know, when Spider checks in and he's already talking about the history of the Eagles tour. Oh, Spider, you rock. Right. Man. And, you know, we have a list in Sandy's here, and, you know, we, we've got some other people listening. They're texting me and everything. Um, you know, Cal's listening, who's a mutual friend of Matt and mine. Oh, it's let me go to my uh, to my Facebook page too. So, not so even logged in. It, it's a lot of fun when we have interaction from people, and when people say, "Hey, this is great," or "Hey, what are you talking about? You're nuts." It's all fun. So, you and I decided we would do a kind of a, a question of the week kind of thing. And this week's question, because my wife and I could not disagree on this question more. She is pro or against? She, she, well, I'll tell you where I am and then you can figure it out pretty easily. So the question is, and we had talked about this when we went to Brian Adams and everybody's saying summer of 69. I get the, it. The crowd said. Everyone's saying. And Brian Adams. He held the mic out for Took a audience. little break and said, you all had it. Yeah. So I happen to find that to be pretty cool. Like that's when you had the connection with the artist. It was a moment. You, on the other hand, I prefer to hear the artists sing their songs. I know Brian took a nice little break, and that's cool. I get it. I understand why. But if you're going to let the audience sing the song, just hang on to a microphone for yourself, because I am there to hear you. Not, you know, the people in the back. I'm just not, I'd like to, I don't know, I take it very seriously. Like, I'm that girl that looks at people at shows when they're talking too much right behind me, right. and the artist is singing. I give them that evil eye. We've seen it. <laughs> it is that I will dagger your eyeballs out if you don't shut that up and right now. My wife has the I will punch you in the throat look. Right. Like, we get we'll punch like, you right in the throat. Right in the throat. And, and justifiably so, I think, you know. Like, with, but she'll do it with a smile on her face. Yeah, listen, we paid a lot of money for the ticket. You want to hear the artist. Now, when it's a moment like Summer of 69, everybody's amped up, everybody's singing along. I totally get it. And I think that's perfectly acceptable. You get caught up in that moment. Sure. And that's okay. But for the bulk of the show, I definitely want to hear the artist. Bulk of the show, I am 100% with you. Um, a lot of people, and my wife is one who is like this, it just says, like, not at all. The crowd should not sing instead of the artist, ever. The artist should sing every word. And so I told you on the Facebook Live, I would explain why. I take you back to April 1985. The Spectrum, which is, was the Philly concert hall at the time, 
YouTube on the Unforgettable Fire Tour. I'm there, six rows off the stage. That's amazing. And at that time, 40 always ended the show. They would play it. The crowd would start singing. Bono would let the crowd sing. They'd all leave one by one. Bono leaves first. They're still playing. The crowd's not singing. Then Edge leaves. Then Adam leaves. Then Larry Bono leaves. They take like two minutes. The crowd keeps singing the entire time. And then they come back one by one. They sing with you for a while, and then they left. Well, that's cute. Cute, my butt. That was intense. Yeah, that have to be pretty nice. So then as they leave, they leave. Lights go up. It's over, right? The crowd still sings. The crowd is out in the parking lot, still singing. Like, to me, it's like that was church. That was musical well, that's church for me. You too is like a religious experience. You can't you go to a higher place when you see that lot, for sure. And it was intense, and, you know, it was like when I was, yeah, I loved you too before that. But that's when I was like... Everything on my radio, my cassette deck, and everything else. It's probably people listening. What the heck is a cassette? Yeah, yeah. The day that uh, Joshua Tree came out, I got the album and the cassette, so I could listen to it at my house and in the car. And the Walkman. So it was like all the time. I was always, and that was the height of it, and it was just so intense. And it was like 10 or 15 minutes of people together singing. I'm like, that's pretty awesome. So I liked that, and I was looking at a video this week of live lightning crashes and. He sings most of the song, and the crowd is just like ramped up singing with him. And then he stops for a little bit, and they just boom it out. I'm like, that's church to me. And my wife's like, that's stupid. <laughs> so we had a, a little uh, little survey put out there. Do people like it or not? Right. You, I'm, I'm anxious to hear the results of that survey. And when we've gotten some, some really good and fair comments. Um, right now, of course... I'm winning. I mean, I'm sorry. <laughs> people who like the audience to sing, 57% of the people agree with that. 43% say the artist sings it. So it's a pretty much a Has that deal. happened in another scenario besides you two and live? Like, let's fast forward. Oh, to Pearl Jam. Um, Better Man in Black. I can't sing along with Pearl Jam. I want to hear Eddie, and I only want to hear him. But Eddie says, you must now sing. I don't... What, you're not going to listen to Eddie better? No. Really? singing. Wow. So if he, sings, of me. if he sings to you, <laughs> sing this song, you're still not going to sing. See, now i got to think of that. See, she's hesitating well, a little bit. He's the puppet master. I'm just doing what he tells me at this point. I mean, I get it. You get caught up in the moment, but... Okay. Let me These give you another songs example. songs that have so much meaning to me. You know, I was raised on alternative rock. That's when I got into the business. So I want to hear Eddie Vedder sing those songs. I don't want to hear the audience, most of them dudes from Jersey, <laughs> singing along. You can tell where she And by the way, many the of them have been drinking. Like, this is my issue. This is, did you see my tweet when I was like, I'm sure. Now, ergo, I can't go see Dave Matthews' band live anymore. Because you don't hear Dave Matthews anymore. Right. Everyone's drunk, totally wasted, and they're singing the songs. And by the way, they're usually spilling beer on YouTube. That gets on my nerves. That I can understand. That's why I don't go to big venues anymore. That's, see, now you're right? something It's Electric different. Factory and Fillmore all the way. Fillmore's there. awesome. My daughter's even seeing, and she goes to Temple, and she's even going to concerts. Oh, it's like amazing venues. So that's a great place. College kids. Right. And I don't think you'll notice. Middle. In a venue like that, it's about respect for the artist. Yes. So once a band gets so big, 
I get it. Everyone knows the songs inside out, over and over again, we've heard them. So I get that they want to chime in and be a part of that experience. But I prefer to be at shows that are smaller, more intimate, where that doesn't happen. Understood. Take you to Live Aid. Do you remember Queen? I don't want to go to Live Aid. That's like how many people on stage? I understand. But again, as far as the crowd taking over, right. when Queen was there, there was a part of it where they were sitting, it was just so intense. Freddie Mercury owned when we stayed. How does one man own that big a crowd all together at one time? See, that to me is is so overwhelming and awesome that he was able to do that. You're pointing out like massive moments. Sure. You know. Right. I don't want everybody singing every little song. You know, I'm a huge Rush fan. Rush never gave up the mic. Getty Lee sings every word of every song every time. Right. I get that. That's yeah. fine. Usually when the crowd takes over, it's for huge money. Kevin Slapping the bass, man. Slapping the bass. Rudd and what, Jason Siegel was the other one. I'm sorry. So Kevin, Rush on Jason Kevin Gibson writes to us um, and says he's a huge Temptation fan. And the only time he got to see uh, David Ruffin before he passed, he had the audience singing parts of My Girl. And it upset him. He was like, dude. My last time, ended up being his last time seeing The Temptations, he's a huge fan of theirs, uh, and he gave up the mic for Milo, and so Kevin's like, that kind of sucks. Um, Derek uh, would rather hear the artist. Um, John said he can take it or leave it, but uh, it's considered an honor that the fans like your song enough to sing it. It is, it is a beautiful thing. I mean, I'm sure that the musicians feed off that energy in a major way. Right. I mean, can you imagine all that positive coming back in your face like that, like that's gotta be, you know, huge. Right, and to me, can you imagine writing that song? You know, when you're in your basement or in the conference room at your apartment and living a vacation life, and you write this song, right, that means so much to you, and you, when you leave the room, you have no idea if it's gonna connect to anybody. Then all of a sudden, you know, fast forward a year or so, and now you've got 30,000 people just screaming the song because it meant that much to them. Right. Like you're saying, the songs mean so much to you. Right. Can you imagine being Eddie Vedder or Neil Fear or whoever writing these songs that mean so much to people that they feel compelled? It just moves like, and, and if when you watch the lightning crashes video, you'll see a woman in the front row just bawling her eyes out. Yeah. It I mean, means I guess, that much. I guess with some of the rockers, I don't take issue with it, but I think with some of the pop stars, it just really gets on my nerves. Well, and when I saw Pavarotti, he's given up the mic for the opera. I mean, I was like, are you kidding me? Oh, that's crazy. Are you really buying that? Yeah, no, that's nuts. I mean, who can sing like Pavarotti? No one. Hardly anyone. Like, you know, 0.03% of the world, he did not give up the microphone. Do you really think I ever went to see Pavarotti? Oh, no, I See, not. this is how I steal airplanes, <laughs> just like that. <laughs> I just proved to the world I still had my so gift. Gullible right there, my God! It's all the sales presentation. I gotta get it back, man. Yeah, this presentation. How's this happening? And he sings in Italian, so really, who's gonna be able to sing? Well, they just those two other dudes, the three tenors. Their version of it, I guess. I'm right. sure there's a few little old ladies cooking up some pasta that know those songs. And they're making some quality pasta. Uh, they are. <laughs> I'm down with the pasta, just not their singing. I'll, I'll call it gravy, that pasta. I don't even care anymore. If it's that good, it's gravy. I'm good. But the pop stars, you know what I'm saying. Like Madonna, sing your songs. Okay. So I will tell you, my wife, a year or so ago, got to see Madonna. She's like, you know, 
I've always wanted to. Let me check it out. How is that that show? She hated it. Hated it. I did too. She's like, that is not what I, you know, what I paid for. I think if you didn't see her in the 80s, you missed the whole Right, dog and that's what she said. Yeah. However, let me tell you. She's, she's cool doing a car karaoke with James Corden. I didn't see that. Yeah, she's still, she's still got it. She's personality plus, but. It's going to be hard for me to like a car karaoke more than Rod Stewart's. More than what? Than the one that James Corden did with Rod Stewart. Oh, I didn't see that one. Oh, my gosh, it's awesome. Oh, I love that. He, he has ASAP Rock. That was my jam of the spectrum. Back in the day. Awesome. I saw him like every time he came to Philadelphia. He's, Should I be admitting that to the world? <laughs> well, he came in the 90s and 2000s. Yeah, no, I didn't see him in the in his original. Maybe I did in the 80s. Yeah, I saw him in the 80s. Hot legs and all that. If you want to go on and you think I'm sexy. All of that. Love Young that. Turks. Yeah, that everyone was saying along and annoyed people in the audience, not what I think of it. <laughs> I'm a complete total hypocrite. That woman speaks like she should be on the radio, but she sings like tongue <laughs> I'm trying to think of who I just saw recently that sang along every word. Oh, boy. But I did it quietly. I did it, like, to myself. I tried not to be annoying to the other people. See, I don't care if I'm annoying. Did you notice that? <laughs> every one of my friends would tell you, yeah, he really doesn't mind being annoying. Yeah, that's, yeah. Sometimes that's it's just good. fun. You're not pulling my leg on this one. This no, is truth. This is absolute <laughs> truth. Speaking the truth. Any one of my friends would tell you it's absolutely the truth. All right, what are some of the other comments? So, there's a lot of stuff. Um, a lot of people are into it. Steve, uh, who's a pilot, Steve EC, says, um, first of all, he's not a big fan of live. I'm getting a whole lot of nothing. Nothing. So my Facebook people, slackers. Come on, man. Well, Hit yeah. me up on Facebook. I'm here. I'm still here in the world. And I'm on the Ken Cage Airplane Repo page, and so I'd that's love good to too. Talk to you. Hopefully, I think my Hawaiian buddy's here, Denton. Um, so he's listening from Hawaii. Wow, that's amazing. That's pretty that's cool. Really beautiful. There's beautiful pineapple, and the sun is shining. Yeah, he said it's water. it's miserable right now because it's 77. The trade winds are blowing, and it's slightly humid. That's that's Denton's line on everything. It's still Hawaii. Yeah, I still want to be there. I'm just saying, like, really, dude, you're gonna complain because it's slightly humid. We have snow on the forecast. Slightly humid. Oh man, every time it snows, he knows it before we do. That's so funny. Because he grew up here, he just doesn't miss it at all. So, Spider wants a line or two, but he wants to hear the headliner sing. Yeah, I think that's pretty. I get. Yeah, I don't want the, the crowd saying, like, I've seen you two where they give the mic over for almost all of them. Oh, no. I did not drop $100 cool. for that ticket to hear people in the audience say, I dropped it for Bono, and that's it. He better be singing every song. That's what I want. That's what I want from my musicians. Is that's, that asking too much? I don't think it is. I don't think it is. I hear you. They can take, like, one break, maybe one song. But I've been at shows where it's, like, ten songs. Well, that's ridiculous. Like, why are you here? Why did you show up? We could have done this at the karaoke bar. I mean, you could have done, like, Axl Rose. Just get yourself a chair and just sit there and listen. And every once in a while, I'll just go, like, you know, raise your hands, like, louder, and just sit there. Yeah. That's dumb. He's annoying. Well, I don't think he just broke his foot. That's why he was sitting. Whatever. He still annoys me. It's funny, because I love him. I think everybody knows that. So... On the way to and from games of my boys, who are now 14, and as of yesterday, 13. My youngest is no longer under the teenage years. He's a teenager. <sighs> Kills me. Getting a permit any day now. Yeah. Driving a car. I'm oh, looking forward to when, he, when they both dunk a basketball. Because 
13, the one who turned 13 just said, yes, they can already touch the bottom of the back one. Wow. And it's not going to be long until he's dunking. So I make sure they know some of the, the old classic rock. Like they know the stones, they know who, they know the doors. And it never fails that Guns N' Roses comes on when I'm going to or from a game. So now they know most of the songs from Guns N' Roses, which they have some great radio songs. Yeah, undeniably so. Um, but yeah, he, they could have been something monumental. Yeah, it's he a shame wasn't he such a jerk. checked out and he was weird. Yeah, I think I'll skip this concert. Yeah, he was just so weird. Can you imagine being Slash? Like, dude, I'm here. I got the, I'm plugged in. I'm ready to Slash. I'm ready to slay. I'm Slash. Let's go. Let's just, do this. He's going to rip it, right? Yeah. Yeah. He's plugged in. He's tapped. No, he's ready. He's, all, he's got a cigarette lit and ready to go. <laughs> Smokes in his eyes. He can't see anything. And then Axel's like, yeah, I'm not showing up. What? That'd be an awful film. Oh, my gosh. But, um. Oh, I know who it was that I saw, but I just saw that I sang along. Who's that? The Pretenders. Because I've never seen them before. Chrissy Hine. Oh, my gosh. Goddess. Was she back in the chain game? She's back in the chain gang, man. Let me tell you something. She looks amazing. She walks out, and you're like, oh my God, that's what rock and roll looks like. Like, that's rock and roll. She drips it, right? She drips oozes it. She was wearing an Elvis shirt. I was like, come on, I gotta go to Graceland. Not tucked in. No, it was tucked in. Did she really? She's still skinny, and she wore those jeans and the gray belt. She was always skinny, but she always seemed to untuck it and hold in the shirt. Amazing. The band was incredible. It was a magical experience. She's awesome. I'm glad I found this album. Anyway, I digress. She's no, she's awesome. I sang quietly to myself. I didn't sing out loud, like really loud in front of a lot of people. I was just like back at the bar and I was like singing along with every song. I know every word. Did you were you dancing with yourself? I did not dance with myself. No. Oh, oh. I leave that to, to Billy. <laughs> Billy Idol, too. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen him live either. No. Best I've, I've seen him on The Wedding Singer. That was as close as Oh, my God. It was hilarious. It's funny you brought that up. I just watched that a couple weeks ago. Classic I've been catching up on all my 80s classics. So The Goonies, two days ago. Well, greatest. It might be the greatest movie of all time. You don't like The Goonies? I don't know. Never saw The Goonies? Never saw it. Oh, we can't be friends. But I saw the Goldbergs episode. Oh, the so <laughs> the that's homage to the kind of close, right? God, I love the Goldbergs. I love that show. Dude, we got to get Adam Goldberg on the show. Where, he's from Jacobson. Like, I know, JTP. Stuff. I really would love to meet him. You gotta get him on the show. What show? This, this show. one. Yeah. Okay. We'll see what we can do. We're, that's another change that, by the way, we've talked about. So just to let the fans know, we are going to start having some interesting guests on here that that you might be. Into, I'd like to have our new man Matt's gonna book this guest. Matt's the booking <laughs> agent. Congratulations on the promotion, dude. He's the catch catch-all guy. Awesome. And and uh, Cal says he's a marketing guru. Cal, Cal is our mutual friend who's listening in. Cal, you probably met him at uh, 2SP. Okay, Cal's a good friend of Stig's, too. All right, so let's get some, let's get his marketing. Cal can be the booking agent up in here. Yeah. Cal is the new booking agent. By the way, none of these gigs have any salary attached to them. (laughs) We do it for the fun. Here's the thing. They should do it because it would be fun for us. Oh, is that why? I think so. That's what it's all about. Right. Adam Goldberg calls in. We talk about the show, talk about his brother, Barry, and and the other brother who he turned into a sister for the show. I did interview uh, Wendy McClellan. 
Oh, how is she? She's so funny. I just love her. She is really funny. And she talked about how the first season, she was a little too off, like a little too mean. So they softened up her character. And now I just think she nails it every single week. Jeez. And the guy that plays her husband from Curb Your Enthusiasm, He's and amazing. when he walks in the door and takes off his pants, you see it every single time, but it's funny every single time. And he's made it okay for us to call our kids morons now. Yeah. Uh, as long as you use his voice. So wrong. This week, it was hilarious. She, she, she's showing him a scrapbook of one of the kids. She's like, which kid is it? Moron. Which moron? <laughs> moron number one. It was No. But yeah, moron. That was which really cute. That was a cute episode. They're all just so good. I love that he fell asleep up in the bedroom and... The daughter just threw coats on him, and nobody even knew he was there. If you didn't watch it, catch it on the man. That's worth checking out. The Goldbergs is a great Six show. CEO, great show. Adam Goldberg, we need you on this show. We want to talk to you and maybe have you go on a repo with us. That'll you know, Wings Field actually is very nearby if you want to check in there. What is Wings Field? Oh, yeah. Yeah, very nearby to where we are. I go over there sometimes. Just watch the planes take off and land. It's a really cool little I have not repoed from there, but I've been there. Well, let's go over and see if people have to pay their bills. Maybe there's something hot sitting there you could grab while you're in the neighborhood. Yeah, you can now carry the mic as I'm running towards the <laughs> so play. This is it. This is, this is definitely it. <laughs> let's do that. What have you repoed? You said you did like 30 repos over the past couple of months. Yeah, it's it's been a, a busy time. We've, we've actually taken probably five cargo ships um, from East Coast and West Coast. We've taken a, a cargo of trucks, um, you know, a couple of boats, some airplanes. I mean, we've gotten a little bit of everything. Um, it's been, it's picking up. It's definitely picking up. Which is good for you, but scary for the economy. Yeah, it is. And that's one person I'd like to have on as a friend of mine who's on CNBC all the time that's big into the economy just to, you know, what is going on with the economy? I think I, I do LinkedIn articles every once in a while. One I did was about me being the canary in the coal mine, as they've called me in the press before, because I can see things kind of at the beginning. It's like, wait, this guy has a $600,000 airplane and he's not paying. You know what I mean? And by the time I'm already picking these things up and have been, then the press is like, wait, the economy's starting to slip. So, you know, you look at houses for sale. You know, I'm driving up one road a quarter mile, and there's six houses for sale, all worth 400000 or more. So it's a problem. That's not good. And well, there's definitely some overextensions. You know, people buy those giant mansions. Right. I'll tell you what I've, I've got completely addicted to. I have a whole new addiction that you don't know about, that no one knows about, and I will announce it here. Wow. Hold on. Do we have a drum? We need to get sound effects in here next. <laughs> I'm completely addicted to Tiny House Nation. Oh my gosh, you and my wife. Oh my god. I, I put it on, it's deadly. I will not leave the house for four days. So, okay? do you yell at it every episode? I don't yell at it. I just, like, I'm so amazed by the carpenter and the designs and the magic that he creates. It's Marilyn Russell. If you're a tiny house nation fan, you've got to hit me up on Twitter at Marilyn Russell or Facebook at Marilyn Russell. We have to talk about the show. Ken, are you addicted or not? Your wife. Oh my gosh, absolutely not. 
Um, How can you not? Well, it's funny. I First think, off, in your travels when you're refilling, can you please find me a plot of land? Because eventually that plot of land is going to have a tiny house parked right on it. I'll look. I don't want I want a tiny house. It's so funny because I think she watches. It's like the you know the house hunters walk when they see three tiny houses. Listen, you know a little something about reality show addiction fans. <laughs> like people love to real reality Well, here's the thing. She, she sits there and or yells at the TV. Airplane repo. Airplane repo. Airplane. Well, I'm calling it the radio show. I don't even know the name of my show. Airplane now. repo, whatever. She's meeting her from, what's it, DRE, Y100, and everything in between. Um, no, she'll watch the show, and they'll look at these three different houses and choose one. Right. But they go through the house like, oh my gosh, it's so small. And then my wife's yelling at them, you're looking at a bleeping tiny house. What did you expect? <laughs> that does get a little weird. But they I... always, and that's why I tell her, I need to make them say that. That's not something that's natural. Yeah, it's a little, little scripted right. in there. Looking for a tiny house, and then the kitchen's 40 square feet big. And they're saying it's so small. They kind of knew it was going to be small, and they chose to look at a four hundred square foot house. But I think the reality is, when you actually step into one, you know, they all look bigger on television. Everyone looks bigger on camera, right? You had ten pounds, and I had four cameras on me. Right. <laughs> it's joke. I remember that. But so yeah, I think there is a little bit of shock, though, like the reality check shock of. Oh my god, I can't fit anything in here. Right. Like I was telling my friend that I really want this tiny house and we're buying boots. She's like, Well, how many pair of boots do you think you're gonna get in that damn tiny house? I'm like four. Four, that's it, you know. So but I like streamlining. I love the whole idea of the tiny house. So you love the idea of it? The idea of it, well I love the reality of it. Tiny house nation fans, where are you? Spiders on here saying, Where are you gonna park a tiny house? I want like a plot. I want land somewhere near water. Is that, can See, you find that? And that's there? what he says. I'd rather have an RV and make up to million dollar views. Spider and I are like soulmates. I know. We really have a lot in common here. That's pretty funny. It all Let's start go find our plot of land, Spider, and put our tiny house or RV on there. You'll go with the RV and just walk out. And, just... and then you can pack it up, you know, hitch it all into the truck. Oh, next do you million want? dollar view. I like the tiny house. I don't know where I'm going to put my boots, but I'm going to figure it out. All right, so in your repo travels, get that plot of land. Your wife and I will build our own separate tiny houses. We have our own little tiny house for the beach. Oh, you have a beach house? We have a mobile home. Okay. I mean, it's not mobile, but it's a trailer. Well, how do you manage when you're down there? Can you? Oh, with four children and a friend and That's two dogs. packed. I mean, it's two bedrooms and one bath, so it's just... But if you can do that, you could tiny house nation in a heartbeat, probably. But there's one, two, there's you actually have to get, you have four to wait rooms, yeah. five rooms, so they're all big. The rooms are big enough. Wow. So, Super cool. Yeah, well, we all assume we got thanks for the invite and stuff last summer. Appreciate it. You're, you're welcome. <laughs> Maybe um, this summer. Yeah, so yeah, it's just as soon as we get off the beach, we get in the car, everybody's yelling what number they are for the shower. <laughs> Jimmy's, one shower. Jimmy Jimmy actually will call as we get in the car to go to the beach. Call him for a shower. The only thing that concerns me is the com the composting toilet. What does that mean? That means no no good, no bueno. Is there like things crawling around? Worms. Oh, so I'd have to sit on that? Oh, yeah. Oh, I don't know if I could do but that. But I think the worms sit still. They're, they're not going to leap up and bite me in the butt? No, trained worms. Oh, but then they're moving? There's like living things in your toilet? I, I don't think I can handle that. 
Can you get them without a composting tool? Why so, am I asking you all these questions? I don't know anything. As if you know. No boots and worms. <laughs> Let's do this. Sounds like a great But you feel good about composting. You know, that's economically friendly. That's the right thing to do, right? Sure. Oh, I'm sorry, you don't care about the, the uh, environment. environment. Yeah. I care very much. There should be a baseball field on every corner. Okay. <laughs> That's how you save the environment. Put up more baseball fields. Why is that? Because it requires a lot of land. And it's, it's free land. land. It's, yeah. it's open land. And it has diamonds on it. That's pretty. See, and everybody's happy. <laughs> Sparkly. It's mathematically perfect because it's got all the angles. All right, so I keep segueing us over to like completely different, unexpected topics. I apologize. Yeah, if anybody has a problem with that, they can let us know. But I think everybody's still tuning in, so I guess they're cool. Everybody can be like, Marilyn, please don't go. She's the, she's the professional talker. I just had a lot of coffee. I'm like a rental tux. People listen to me for an hour and then they turn. <laughs> all right, so out of all the rebotes that you've done in the last, you know, two months, What's been the most challenging, crazy? Did anybody try to kill you anytime recently? <laughs> Not kill. It's funny though. It's I went on one for a a sixty foot yacht on the last couple of weeks, and it was the first time my wife said something about the possibility of me getting shot because of how I had to confront the guy. It was dangerous. It could have been, but it wasn't because it was handled right. So, you know, it turned out fine. I got what I was looking for. You never felt threatened at any time? Like I said before, I could never think about it that way. Right. Because, you know, and even with her saying it, I felt like, you know, it's like, oh, crap. Like, she threw me off a little bit. Oh, wow. Instead of just feeling really comfortable in your safe space. And I can't say safe space anymore. That's a, a negative term. But instead of being in your zone, when she said that, just like that little bit of doubt, like kind of threw me off that, that zone a little bit. So someone has to worry about you. She can't. She just can't talk about it. Okay. Worry in silence. <laughs> that's the that's, that's not right. She's got to be able to vent something. She does. And that, no, I'm only kidding. But it's just like that was the first time she said something like that, and it just made me think, like, oh crap. You know what I mean? But just for a second, then I got focused back in, and it went fine. Okay. It could have gone downhill quick, but you know, when you keep pushing onward, it, it tends to go well. Have you seen Danny? No, I talked to him last week though. How's he doing? Um, he's awesome as always. Looking forward to. We're probably going to start filming something um, in mid-January to early February, something like that. So That's awesome. We're going to start filming again. Is um, everybody happy about that? Mm -hmm. Yay! Nice. Yeah, hopefully they are. They've only been asking about it forever. Um, yeah, so we're going to start filming something, and, and you know, Danny's excited. I'm excited to get rolling. Um, we've got some good cases coming up, which can be a lot of fun to watch. Um, it's with the great Jorge Abarca, so we're excited about having him on board. Um, we just have to figure out, and we're in that process for the next two or three days, figuring out exactly which way we want to go with it. Cool. We've got two options. You know, it, it's funny, we're the overseas investors and talking with them, and they're interested, they love it, blah, 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 blah. You know, it, it was great talking to one of the guys because he does ratings, and he told us ballpark each episode can, in, in just the UK and Europe, not in the US, not in Canada, 
makes about 33000 to 35000 in profit every episode. Wow. Do 10 episodes, you just made three hundred fifty grand, right? That's a change. So it's funny, listen to him, like, he said it was absolute rubbish <laughs> for the network to not pick us up because it can be that profitable. Um, but then we heard about, you know, we started talking, your friends Preston and Steve, who I listen to all the time, were talking about YouTube. And there was a Fortune magazine article about the top YouTube people. So we're thinking that might be an easier, quicker, better sure. way to get out to people is do a YouTube channel, YouTube some repos, and we can get them out faster. And then if a network wants to pick it up, it's something we own. Um, so we're leading that way. We're just trying to figure out the exact details. Um, and then we'll see. So we should be filming by the end of January. Awesome. Cold weather repos, no more St. Croix and 85 degrees and perfect weather. Well, you can go south. I wonder if Danny has a sleeveless parka. <laughs> Are you only going to repo in this area? Where's no. Jorge live? Jorge's in LA right now. So go to LA. Well, oh, we have to go where the cases are. So if the cases are in Maine, we got to go to Maine. Good luck. Have fun with that. And I'll be speaking the end of January in Toronto at an insurance event. Wow. It's going to be really cool now. It is. And there's no Maple Leafs game, so I can't check out any hockey while I'm up there, which is disappointing. But, yeah, I'll get to speak at a, an insurance conference. So that'll be different. Yeah. Well, it's very beautiful there. It's quite a bit cold. That was actually one of the first TV things I ever did was um, – the Canadian Business Network, and they had me up there probably March of 2010. And back to, you know, then I was like suit and tie and the whole thing, and then I started saying, what the hell am I doing? And I'm just going to relax from now on. I'll dress nice, but I'm not going to wear suit and ties anymore. But it was cool. Flying into Toronto, YYZ, great song, great airport. Um, Big fan of our anthem. Oh, yeah. It's a beautiful song. It's such a, you know, the hockey game. Right. right. And, and and if they sing along, they apologize. Sorry. That's the one time you have to sing along. But then you have to say sorry after every song. After every line. <laughs> sorry. Always must sing along with you. Did I ever tell you the story? Because we're coming down to the end of the show today. Okay, wrap it up. Well, did I ever story. tell you about the story about how Danny almost killed somebody on the crew? No. Okay. So we're filming. And just so you know... Accidentally almost killed someone. Oh no. Oh my gosh. Oh, no. It's a great story. We'll, 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 so it was the season two with the crop duster. It was that episode. And we were towards the end of the season. We had been, you know, living with each other far too long. It was just getting to be miserable. The romance was ending. With all the crew. With all the crew. You know, we were all getting on each other's nerves. And Jorge seemed to be, you know, this is when we got really close with Jorge because he was like that buffer that would just kind of, we're okay, we're okay, we're okay. So somebody said something, Danny got furious, took off his mic pack and threw it on the ground. So then somebody accused him of doing something else and he was losing his mind. Like he was literally, and he had every right to be. So then the, you know, one of the, the director producers for our segment was Canadian. He's from Montreal. And this is what he screams. And to this day, I still make fun of him and he hates it. But Gab is a, I mean, Gab's a great guy. He's a genius. He does a lot of really good cooking shows. This was his first action thing. It's all fired up. Everybody's mad, ready to blah, blah, blah. 
And Gab comes running at me. He goes, I have never been so mad in all my life. And I'm Canadian. I'm not supposed to get angry. <laughs> I looked around. And Danny and another guy and Gab are all intense. And I'm looking at her and I'm like, did he really just say that? <laughs> and he shakes his head and kind of half laughs. Because this is where I get annoyed. I'm not going to let him ever forget about that now. I'm like, uh, so I say to him, like, Gab, I'm, I'm Irish and I'm sober and I'm, I shouldn't be. <laughs> Ken, that's not funny right now. It kind of is. And then we, I, I started going through everybody's nationality and, and that was really firing him up at the time. Afterwards, he could laugh about it. I'm like, who in the middle of this that's a pretty sweeping generalization. I've never been so angry in all my life. And I'm Canadian. I'm not supposed to get angry. I'm trying to okay. I'm thinking in my head, like, how many Canadians I know, they all are really good natured. Well, even on um, How yeah. I Met Your Mother, when they're talking about Robin, yeah. you know, and they go to the Canadian bar, everybody says, sorry. That's, sorry, sorry. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. They're great people. That's so funny but that he said that. In the heat of battle, when he was never so bad all his life, he's got to throw out his nationality. I'm Canadian. I'm not supposed to be angry. I'm Irish. I'm not supposed to be sober. I feel like, what are you doing here? Jorge, you're from Mexico. What are you not supposed to do? It's not funny right now. It kind of is. It kind of is. Well, it broke up the anger anyway. Well, so. for some of us. See, they, Canadians are very good natured. You know? Oh, okay, that's great. They don't have a stop down fight. I like, I like it. Yeah, so, have good. fun in Montreal in January. <laughs> I'll be in, yep. I'm looking forward to I'm it. I'm going to sunny California for the holidays. I might be going to California in the next week or so. Oh, cool. Well, I'll let you know. And I'll let you know. Right. Which awesome. plane I'm stealing. So you're not on the plane I'm stealing. Because no, I will take your luggage. Well, no. You can't. I carry all my luggage, whether I'm going for three, two, like three days or three months. You should say how much I can squeeze into one pack. Here's how the repo goes. Ma'am, this plane's just been repossessed. You need to get off the plane now. But it's a national airline. I can't afford to. you need to get off the plane I'll now. take my bag. No, ma'am, that's saying. Yeah, my bag go. is going with me. Danny, please remove her. The bag her is going plane. with me. Danny, please remove her. I can take her. Danny on a plane. Oh, yeah. Here we go. <laughs> hey, I'm Irish. I can take Danny. <laughs> you can take Danny's liquor. So. All right, well, it's good to catch up. And you too. We really should not allow so much time to pass. Before we do it again. I agree. Hopefully everybody enjoyed it. Uh, we'll put this on iTunes like always. And then um, sound. I think Matt made it all better. And if not. I think we have a sound of this good. Next time we turn up the heat a little more. This is the room. I'm dying. It's like a song in here, isn't it? No better way to end it than with that comment. <laughs> we need some air. We need to come up for air. We're coming up for air. Have a great holiday, everybody. Yeah, Merry Christmas. I'm going to say it, even if it's not politically correct. Merry Christmas. And if you celebrate something else, please have a blessed holiday, whatever it is you celebrate. But Merry Christmas. Cheers. Peace.